What's up, everybody? Thank you again for coming back um, to the Provise Project. It's your boy, Tim Provise. Um, just want to give a massive shout-out to all the Patreons. Um, shout-outs to Fiasco, who's our very first uh, Patreon. Hopefully, we can grow a little bit more. Patreon.com forward slash the Provise Project. But anyway, today on the show, we have No Hands NZ. Uh, no Hands is a, is a friend, of, friend of the podcast, I'd like to say. Uh, he is uh, a streamer that uh, deals with uh, a disability and is fighting for more accessible games. And, and he's just he's just an inspirational dude. So I hope you all enjoy the pod. Um, hit me up on um, Twitter, SimplifiesNZ. I will see you soon, eh? Thanks. Hope you enjoy it. All right, no hands, brother. How are you? Hello, hello, hello. How are we? How are we? We're good, bro. We're good. What's what's how's how are you dealing with the uh, with the ISO at the moment, mate? When you work from home like I do, it's actually honestly the only thing that's really changed for me is I have to see a whole lot more of my family. <laughs> oh man, sheesh! That's my biggest. That's that's actually I, I feel you on that one. I'm the same. I'm like man. When are these kids going to get out of my face? Right? <laughs> oh, but anyway, bro, for anybody that does not know you, who are you? Uh, I am Humphrey Hanley, uh, a.k.a. No Hands in Zid. Uh, no Hands, No Excuses. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. That fella down the road without any skin and bad hands, basically. <laughs> Mate, like, I, I find you absolutely fucking inspiring, brother. Like, oh, you know, like, uh, and, and that's why I wanted to, that's why I wanted to bring you on. I want, I want to share, I want to share the gift that is you to the world as well, my little world anyway. Hey, so, no, I appreciate uh, so, that. So, oh, bro. You, you, you're the man, bro. So I met you one time at Armageddon and it was like the shit. I was like, Oh my man. Like, cause I always would come through and, um, and gee, so like, tell us a bit about your, um, like, so with your condition, like, uh, you've had it since you were born with it, correct? Yes, actually. Yep. Well done. Well done, you. You've done I've some done research. My, I've done my research, brother. I'm just going to let you know. That. He's, he's not just a fly by night <laughs> podcaster. He actually does his <laughs> research on his guests. Good I stuff. Call it e- EB, right? EB? Oh, he, yes, my friend. So the, the big long name is uh, Epidermolysis bullosa. Basically, that stands for big, complicated Latin medical word for skin that's fucked. Uh, sorry, are we allowed to swear on this podcast? Fucking hell we can, bro. Right. This is mine. Excellent. So basically it just means that the uh, collagen, the fiber that's meant to hold my skin to my body, doesn't work. Uh, in your body, your skin is like nailed down, you know, stuck on properly. For me, it's kind of held on with a buttery paste. So any friction kind of damage, any knocks, even like, uh, opening a door sometimes or picking something up or trying to open a can of drink or something can damage my skin. Uh, even like wearing the wrong clothes. Like if you get new shoes that give you a little hard blister, for me it might shred my whole foot basically. Um, and that just means I've got to spend four hours every day getting all my bandaging fixed and all my wounds taken care of. Uh, and then get on with my day and try and live as normal a uh, weird life as possible. 
See, this is why I fucking, this is why getting you on this podcast was so like, oh yes, for me. Because I think that is like, you know, like we, we get, we get it, we get stuck in this little bubble sometimes of like, oh yeah, man, like I got X amount of views. I got this, I got this, I got this, bro. That shit means nothing like oh, right bro. now. And that's why like with you, I'm like, fuck, this is the guy right here. This is the guy because like, yeah. yeah. So that's why, that's why I'm really like, I'm really happy that you, like you did this. For not, for, not just for me, for, for, for everybody. Because, you know, sometimes we take that shit for granted. And, and, and that's why it's, it's fucking great, bro. And that's why, thank you, bro. I'm very thankful. Hey, no, thank you for having me. I mean, you know, my calendar was pretty full at the moment with a whole lot of nothing, but uh, I appreciate you having me on. Bro. <laughs> uh, so in, in terms of before lockdown... Uh, yes. What were you doing, bro? You were, you were, so, so, so I only know you as like a vlogger slash fucking legend. But uh, what, what were you doing before this? Mate, my, as, as we are when we're freelancers, my, my bag of tricks is very mixed and varied. Um, generally speaking, I'm a freelancer. So I do a lot, anything basically with a camera. I vlog, I shoot photos and video for other people sometimes if they'll hire me to do it um i also do a whole lot of motivational public speaking uh if and when i can i go around to as many events as possible and try and spread the good word uh about accessibility generally speaking is my main thing yeah so that in my case that's basically any kind of especially digital accessibility especially yeah. in these days uh, when we're all stuck at home, it's now more important than ever that technology is not just for people with fingers and yeah. eyesight and hearing. You know, everyone should be able to get access to information and entertainment via technology. So I get out there and talk about the difference that it can make on a good day and especially now that everyone's trying to remote work and do all that kind of stuff. Um, I've I'm, noticed like um, people are getting exposed, man. Like especially companies that don't think about that kind of shit. Oh, you know, it's like, ridiculous, I mean, man. Like I've I've actually been on the job hunt for a little while now, and just to get some more regular work going. And everyone's like, oh yeah, nah, sorry, remote work's too difficult. We don't do that. We need you in the office. We need you forty hours a week. Blah blah blah. And now everyone's like, oh. Yeah, no, everyone can go home and work from home, thanks. Yeah, now now they're finding uh, oh, out like shit, this is actually the thing. You yeah, you can do that stuff at home. Exactly. So hopefully it sticks around and gives people like me uh, a crack at a normal job once this is all over, basically. Because skills are skills, man. Like whether exactly. it's whether it's where you are or whether it is where the office is, as long as the shit gets done, like you you'll be fine. Hell yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, work smarter, not harder, right? Exactly, brother. So let's get into this gaming thing. How did you get started gaming, brother? Mate, I've honestly been a gamer, I would like to say, all my life. I can remember my granddad being into computers when I was a kid, and I used to play like little ASCII black and green colored text-based, you know, tank shooters on his computer <laughs> back in the 80s. Um wow. Because especially everyone loves gaming, right? But when you've got a disability and you, especially for me as a kid, I was pretty sick when I was a kid and I couldn't get out and run around and kick a football or do any of that kind of stuff. And yeah. it was also really hard to meet people and make friends. So then the 
freaking computers come along and bring this world to me in my bedroom or living room or wherever, and suddenly I can participate. You know, there's there's an outlet for not just having fun, also competition. Suddenly I'm faster than my mates and I can, you know, I can beat them at something. They can kick my ass afterwards physically, but, yeah. you know, um, it's it's finally an avenue for people with disabilities to be part of the world and part of communities as well, especially with the inclusion of things like, you know, multiplayer gaming, uh, MMRPG, MMOs, you know, big RPGs and stuff like that where people can suddenly find their community that they want to belong to and the kind of people they want to hang out with and be equal, especially when the well, internet came along. You know, suddenly I was able for the first time to get out there and be me, not be the guy with weird skin. Yeah. Fuck, I never thought of that, bro. Like, you know, like like for me, when the internet was here, you know, it was like, oh, snap, like I could do this and this and this, but it never dawned on me. I suppose because I was young and I didn't really kind of, you know, when you're young, you, you only young care about yourself. You you didn't care. I know, you know, I know. When I finished modeling for yeah. full time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But like I, it never dawned on me that like, yeah, for, for people that do have uh, disabilities and things like that, it kind of, it kind of set everything like everything was – on a clean slate. Like it was like, this is who yeah. I am. And this is, yeah, that's, yeah, bro. I never thought of that. That's genius. What was the first game you was like, yo, you were like, yeah, I'm, I'm killing everybody at this game. Uh, it's probably actually come to think of it. It was probably doom, man. Doom or quake. Yeah, yeah. One of those on, kind of back in the day ones, you know, original shit. Yeah. 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 But I bet you were. I bet you were talking some mad spicy shit. Oh, hell like, yeah, bro. Hell you're like, like, yeah, mother... F- yeah, yeah then, I can imagine. Then, actually, Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike was the next one. The Ooh. original Counter-Strike was out just in my senior year of high school. So that was like 99, something oh. like that. Back, back then, it was a Half-Life mod, right? And I remember us uh, all... The high school I went to had a computer lab on level four. And we just used to take it over, bro. Used to figure Is out it? how to hack the uh, stupid sysadmins passwords and put install whatever we liked. So that was us, Counter-Strike lands. And so like um, like bringing up high school and stuff, like, you know, because primary school would have been, you know, like kids at primary school fucking don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't uh, understand. Mate, school was rough. I'll be honest. Yeah. School, was, school was a rough time growing up. Back in those days too, there was none of this anti-bullying stuff going on, right? So... It was, and, yeah, and it was all a bit shit, basically. And being yeah. that no one really understood my condition either for a really long time. Like, I mean, we understood what caused damage, but you can't teach kids that. So actually, yeah. for the longest time at school, for my own safety, I had to be kind of isolated from the rest of the classroom. Even on like days when I could go to school, I had to be in a separate corner of the classroom Fortunately for me, I had a computer really early on because it was the only way I could do schoolwork. So they had that little bit of envy going on that I was the kid using the computer, but that didn't help. That still meant they hated me and and bullied the crap out of me until uh, probably about second year of high school. I made friends with a guy who was a much bigger bully than anybody else. And uh, that was unfortunately now, I'm not proud of it now, but back then that was the only way it stopped basically was because, you know. Shout out. Let's get, let's shout that guy out. What's his name? Danny. Shout out to Danny. Shout out to fucking Danny. 
You know what I'm saying? Good on Benny. Yeah, like, bro. Fucking hell, mate. Like I, we, I, were, we were like master and blasty. You know the brains yeah. and the brawn. Yeah, what's that? What's Danny doing now? I think he got religious. Actually, I don't know. I haven't seen him for a little while. Put the fist down, eh? Yeah, Put bro. The fist down. Got <laughs> religious. You know, like, but yeah. nah, he's, a, he's a family man now. Good old on him. Good on him. We all that's are. Good, we eh? all got older. But like that's um, I, I had uh, Radicals on a couple of uh, days ago, and she said something like about like the vibe. The vibe brings in the tribe. You know, yeah. And if your vibe and and see that's why, bro. That's why I brought you in, brother. Because your 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 vibes to me is all about that positivity life. It's like you know what, fuck all that shit. Mm-hmm. All right, it's about mm-hmm. right now. Let's let's move on with this shit. And that's why, I, that, that, man. That's why I got mad mad love for you, bro. For me, so I mean, you've seen my my streams. You've seen some of my YouTube. So you've seen my intro. It's it's about doing one thing in every day that makes it worth being awake. It doesn't yeah. mean you've got to get out there and fucking be the motivational man that climbs mountains, right? You've just got yeah. to make sure you've got something in your day that made it worth actually waking up. Even if you can't get out of bed, make it worth waking up, you know? Yeah, bro. And then um, from Counter-Strike, bro, where did you go from there? Oh, mate, it was anything and everything I could get my hands on. Yeah. Um, a lot of bloody back in those days, a lot of time irc chatting and playing like rpgs and stuff text rpgs and all that kind of stuff bros um and then yeah getting the getting the system at home fucking to to play anything mate play all of it i mean my favorite gaming machine still to this day was probably my old amiga but you know that thing don't go no more Shit, shout out to IRC. Yeah, Jeez, bro. man. <laughs> oh man, what so yeah, that Amiga, what was uh what else do you what else do you jam console wise? I actually because I was ask a question before I go there. With what what system that you had was the most like like accessible, like available? So PC has always been generally speaking the easiest to make it accessible because that was the way of you know mouse and keyboard right and if you've got a mouse and keyboard you can kind of figure out ways of hitting keys unfortunately with a whole lot of the consoles up until last year or two years ago none of them really let you switch the buttons around right so everything on a playstation the triggers were the triggers like if you wanted to play a shooter you had to be able to hit two sides of the thing with two hands kind of stuff So as much as I loved consoles, I didn't actually have a console until uh, I think I got a, a PS. I used to rent them occasionally. I used to rent the yeah. old Nintendo from the video store back in the days, you know, and, and do that kind of stuff. But I don't yeah. actually think I owned a console until a PS2 or 3 maybe. Wow, and then it was all just because, I mean, like – And then, people, then it was just doing what I can. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And people – I think I used to like – I still do it. Like when I'm using a controller, I jam the trigger buttons against my leg and just smash the top buttons. And I'm one of those, you know, smash the buttons kind of players for most yeah. console games as opposed to and being then, very accurate. So you said last year, was that when uh, Xbox brought out that accessible control? Yeah, bro. That's, so the Xbox adaptive controller is a fantastic little box that you can then plug any sorts of buttons into, buttons and switches that can take over take place of any of the controls on an actual Xbox. So if you want to um, play on an Xbox or even use it for PC console 
uh, controller gaming, you can plug it in and then attach just like a 3.5 inch pin. So like a microphone or a headset jack um, and attach a random bunch of buttons basically. So you can change how the control sets up. If you can't hit the two triggers uh, with your fingers, I've got two pedals under my desk that I can use for left and right trigger kind of thing. And then um, another button on the desk in front of me that I use for mostly using like for the start button or the R one, R two, that kind of stuff, yeah, and yeah. just using the joysticks on the controller, and then all the That's other buttons cool, spread out over my desk. Basically, what's, what's so crazy, man, is it took this long to kind of like, uh, you know, like I'm glad it's here. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, man, bro, it's, it's so long. It's mad, eh? And it's such a simple concept. Yeah, it's it's not amazingly complicated what the Xbox adaptive controller does. It's, yeah a white box about an inch high and it's got plugs along the back of it and each of those plugs and two USB plugs, each of those plugs is where you just go, okay, that's R1. I'll plug into R1 another switch. Man, so like, simple concept, right? I've been doing it on PCs forever. Like, you know, shit. And like, PlayStation would, still think- don't have one. Like I love the games on PlayStation, but they still don't have one. Yeah, man, that sucks, man. I wanted to so, play like Detroit Human, for example. That's one of the big PlayStation that's titles, PC though, right? right? Yeah, now, but for ages, go, it was yeah. like one of the big PlayStation titles and PlayStation only. But it's mad because it's one of those games where you have to be able to hit three buttons at the same time and swiggle the sticks around to make the character do stuff within a time limit. And it was just, mate, nah, I just watched my mates play it instead. Man, that sucks though. Like, yeah. like I get it. It's cool to watch people, but you want to you want to experience that. You want to yeah. make those choices. Oh, absolutely. You want to know, yeah. and you want to yeah. tell your mates, "Don't be a dickhead. Don't do that. Shoot that person." Yeah, yeah. Like, I would have done that, man. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so man, how did you get into tw- how did you get into Twitch, bro? I God, so I've been a Twitch partner. Actually, it was two years uh, on Friday was my Twitch partner anniversary, and I got into Twitch not long before that. I started out just watching people playing PUBG, and uh, I was like, ah, all these guys are doing is talking while they play, and I talk a whole lot of shit. I reckon I could do that. And I just got into it, bro. Um, I'd already been doing YouTube for uh, about a year, and I had got used to the whole being in front of a camera thing, and I built a little bit of a, not a following, but a little bit of an audience that was interested in content without hands, basically. You know, what was I? I was started out with my YouTube channel, No Hands, No Excuses. And that was after uh, I had pretty major surgery related to my medical condition. And following that was getting moving again, trying to get back into doing some exercise and back into the gym. And I just started filming that, filming my gym sessions, getting getting that on record and editing those into like five to 15 minute vlog style things. And people were into it. And then I stretched it out trying to find other content I could do without hands and and it was fun man got into some mad situations traveled um did a whole bunch of stuff and then i was like well let's give this twitch thing a go and yeah it hey it was when PUBG was going good 
people were into it. People were into the fact that I was playing it without hands. And uh, oh, it's never been the same since, I will be honest with you. it's That was my heyday of being a, mm-hmm. a Twitch gamer was was the PUBG days. Um, but now now you know, I've been through all the other games, played PUBG, played Apex, been a variety streamer of all sorts of random stuff. Uh, and yeah, as your shout out said, getting into the escape from Tarkov these days, which is a yeah. bit mad because it's a really inaccessible game. It's, oh fuck! What? It's, yeah, it's a really <laughs> you could have another game, game. Fucking hell, hand! Come on, I mate. know, I know. Jesus! But that's the challenge, right? That's the what thing. Do think, what do you think? Uh, PUBG died off, man. What do, what, what's your What's your take on it? I take on PUBG dying off. Yeah. Oh well, originally the issue that we hit in New Zealand was that people just weren't into it enough for them to keep the servers going, and so you then end up in this downward spiraling catch twenty two, right? Like, yeah, the minute there aren't enough people to to play, they can't justify paying money to have all the servers. And uh, then when they can't justify the money to have all the servers, people get pissed off, so they stop playing because they can't play a game with a sub two hundred ping kind of thing. And yeah. and then it just spirals down and down and down. Um, I don't think it had anything to do with other games. Like, I don't think there's been any game out there that that killed PUBG or anything like that because uh, it's still a very unique experience within the BR genre, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely think that for New Zealand scene especially, uh, the killer was the ab- an inability of them to maintain servers and that just so means you, people get bored. Yeah, Who wants you don't to wait think, in a fucking queue? I know because that, that was really – I mean, I wasn't really around – I mean, I was gaming, but I wasn't playing nothing like that. Like mm. when it was when I was at its peak. But I always hear about how like it would just kill everything that was on, yeah. and it was the very first one, correct? The very first BR kind of. As far concept. as I I can figure out, it was. Um, I think that you know the big two of back in the day were obviously Fortnite and PUBG. Um, and I think the issue PUBG had in keeping a competitive scene going versus Fortnite was just that it was far more serious. You know, PUBG is a much more serious kind of tactical battle, in my opinion. Um, and unfortunately, that doesn't necessarily mean you appeal to the mass, mass market, right? Whereas Fortnite has the kids. Yeah. It's it's got that appeal to everyone that's from, you know, bloody I don't even know. I wouldn't let my if I had youngins, I don't think I'd let them play as young as some people are, but it's out yeah. there for ten year olds to whatever age. I got a uh in the chat, King Crew is uh he's, yes. he's the guy. He said uh Arma had a uh BR oh, did it? Yeah, yeah, see and then Resident yeah. Mima comes through in uh H one Z one. I mean it all started with the uh bloody battle royale movie right that's where it all starts that crazy japanese bloody kids murdering each other on an island movie what i want to know what this movie is what is this movie is it called battle royale yeah 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 yeah. literally battle royale as a population control method the japanese government decides that once a year one class a year will go off to an island and only one of the kids gets to live damn i need to watch that that sounds amazing 
And they arm, armed them with all sorts of random things from a f- frying pan to a, an Uzi or whatever, and it's all random. It's literally PUBG the movie. Oh, okay. And oh, it wow, came out way before any of this stuff, way before even Hunger Games. Hold up, though. What about Arnold? He had um, – oh, no. That, what was that? What was that? I know, I know Ken Cruz is going to hit me up with this. Oh, the Running Man. You seen The Running Man? I feel Arnold like I have, but I can't remember it. Running Man. I don't know. If it's, uh, I wouldn't consider it. Oh. I, don't know if it was, I don't know if it was better real, but he was like a criminal, right? And then he was like, they used to have this game where if he could survive all of these serial killers, he'd be, he'd be thing. Very close on concept, but not really the same as, as yeah, 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 as yeah, what yeah. You're saying. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man, that was that was my jam back in the day. I was like, damn, man. There was this bit in Arnold. Oh, man, there was a couple of Ooh, really good okay, parts. okay, in 1987. I see it. I see it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, maybe uh, maybe yeah. similarly on yeah, genre, but, but no. So mate, um, if you um, haven't seen the Battle Royale Japanese movie, uh, you have got to go and watch it. Oh, you are going to. I'm watching it tonight. You are I'm gonna, watching it tonight, and I'm mate, live how streaming. Old are, how old are your kids? Oh, they're not old enough for that, brother. Okay, good. I was going to say, don't, don't, uh, it's messy, bro. It's real, like, Japanese splatter oh, fest. Kids get blown up. My, my kids are at that age where they think they're, they're old enough to watch that stuff. And when you play it, they're like, ah, ah, why did you play that for me? I was like, yeah, yeah that's your fault. King Cruz got it. It's Japanese messy, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Royal Rumble, though. The Royal Rumble. <laughs> I'll give that to them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. you know, the genre itself has been around a bloody long yeah. time, basically, yeah. is what we get into there. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Dude, so, like, uh, vlogging, you, you touched on vlogging and, and using YouTube. Um, yeah. What made you kind of go, like, nah, YouTube? Uh, do you still, you still do some YouTube stuff, right? Hey, it's been a while, honestly. So, what I – not intentionally – I, I still love doing getting the old camera out and, and trying to make a video, but what I've honestly, my, what I've found is just my personal mental creative limitations is that I can kind of focus on two social media platforms at a time to build content and create an audience, right? And, and curate that audience. And so for me, that's just become, because I love it and it's something I can do every day is, is Twitch. Twitch is my number one uh, social media platform basically. And then uh, following on from that, I often then end up needing to use Twitter all the time because that's where all the streamers are, right? That's where all our, our people are talking about it. That's where all the game companies are as well. Any, any social company that you want to engage with are on Twitter. So for me, the last year at least has been pretty much primarily Twitch and Twitter focused in terms of getting content out there. Um, I kind of wish I had enough money like we all do, right? We all want enough money, but what I want is enough money to be able to get like a team to, to help make this content so that it can yeah. spread it out to more and more platforms. Cause with my medical stuff and then this and then looking for work and family and all that stuff, it's just not enough hours in a day, right? You know it? No. Yeah, bro, like just cutting film up, like this will take a whole day. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You're more of like, you want to document this kind of shit, right? Yeah, I'm like, I want to yeah, yeah. get out there and shoot it and make the content or do the Twitch thing. And then I just wish that it was popular enough that I could afford some other follower to come and do the edits. And yeah. and then we can put that content out there and, and just grow it all, right? 
So being on both sides of that, being a Twitch streamer and being in the YouTube space, what's the biggest difference between the two audience, man? Oh, man, just it's massively different, eh, in that sense. And for me, it's also different just in general because I didn't focus on trying to recreate the same content over both platforms. You know, my my YouTube, which is where I started, was really about that getting out and about doing stuff, physically doing stuff, right? Whereas for me, the Twitch, it's it's all about what can we do to entertain? What can we do to motivate people from home, basically? You know, what's going to be entertaining for me to play a video game, for example, and show people that I'm doing it without hands? What is entertaining in that? And that's what I've been trying to figure out. And I'm still trying to figure it out, man. Like, Oh, man, it's you probably never, like, you know what I mean? Like, people just never figure, like, it's just one of those, those, puzzles that always changes mm. yeah, honestly you know, like, like it's so tricky to to master something and to put what i want to consider genuine content out there at the same time as trying to put content out there that grows an audience right because yeah. i often feel like they're not necessarily the same thing you can put a lot of content out there that might grow an audience but it's not necessarily genuine like if I just wanted to go and grow an audience, maybe I start up playing Fortnite. I have never played Fortnite. Yeah. Because it's not my is- game. It's not my jam. And I'd rather be doing something that is me, even though a lot of the time I'm streaming like, you've got four times the audience I had yesterday. Yeah. And that's just it. Like, like I'm not, it's neither here nor there. I'm just saying, like I'm just out there doing my thing and that's what yeah. it is. But I'm just saying, like, if you're looking at numbers and things like that, it's not necessarily an easy game to play. You've just got to get out there and you've got to create the content that you exactly. want to want to be part yeah. of. My thing is, like, the more that I can kind of uh, train myself not to worry about the numbers, the better I'm going to be. Absolutely. Like I, and it is a training thing. Like, when you first come, every, every person, I, I guarantee you there's not one person that comes onto twitch or mixels wherever that the first month they're not looking at the like oh man i've got three more likes than i did last time it's that dopamine that gets uh infused in your in your system isn't it it's it's weird like it's it's a weird driver and it's a bit of an (coughs) sorry it's a bit of a thing yeah absolutely But and at like, the same time, when you're in my position, right, the ideal situation for me is to be able to to pay the bills from doing content yeah. like this because it's content I can do safely. It's content I can do from home. Uh, it's content I don't need to put myself physically and medically in any harm's way to create. So ideally, it would pay the bills. And the yeah. only way to pay the bills is to have numbers. And unfortunately, yeah. that's just where the catch comes in that – yeah, I want to ignore the numbers. I want to just make content. But at the same time, yeah, I want to yeah, make yeah. money as well because I don't want to be homeless. It's uh, Yeah, it's really – yeah, it's 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 in that – see, like I, I, I've never and, – and it's because, you know, because I, I don't need to because I've got, a, you know, like a full-time job. Yeah. This, this is my – this is my th- – like, It's a hobby, know, right? It's a pastime. It's my side hustle. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not for money but just for – just to – like it used to be like the first year I streamed was like, Oh man, I got this much. I got this much. I got this much. And then after that, I was like, you know what? Like uh, oh, I'm just I'm going absolutely. to. absolutely, Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's really, it, and like, um, King Cruz said, it's, it's a very, like, it's a, 
it's a very easy metric to have. It's that vanity metric yeah, of like, absolutely. look at me now kind of thing. There's some interesting content creators out there, though, that are being really open and honest about what they bring in. And it's incredible what it can do to you as an opportunity. You know, if you can crack it and if you can get that audience or find that content that's going to bring the views, then it's incredible the opportunities and the power to make a difference that that gives you. Like one of the content creators when I've got time that I like to check out, I I often check out his uh, YouTube content of his streams. Um, Like Dr. Lupo, everyone knows him, right? But that fella makes millions for charity every year. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing I want to be able to do with my content is to create content that pays my bills, but then lets me do something like that to make a massive difference for a whole lot of other people. <laughs> yeah, and, and really like um like it's 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 two sides of the thought process when you do it. I mean you play games and you and you do things on Twitch to you know have fun and to communicate and to get to know people and to form a community to form yeah. something but um on the on the flip side of that is like oh man how how can i how can i monetize this without looking like a sellout or without looking like a scumbag you know what i mean absolutely like, and, and, and and you know it's really easy for me to get if i go to my stream and i was like hey guys um i need to pay my electric bill uh, i need a hundred dollars <laughs> you know like I, I would if, I mean, whoever, fuck it was, whoever it was i'd be like who's You're this just, guy they're just gonna be like fuck off he's going to kfc he's not paying his bill but there's no there's no tell like there's no like <laughs> yeah. maybe that person actually needs the money but, absolutely yeah. and but it's, if they, it's yeah. the struggle right it's the struggle that everyone faces and yeah it's it's an interesting I think it also is a, an issue of the culture of the audience as well, right? Like if your audience perceives that as a um, as begging, yeah, I see that. And it's, it's not though. It's like yeah. we don't go and watch a movie. Well, unless we've downloaded it illegally, we don't go and watch a movie and expect that it's going to be free, right? Because we expect that everyone involved in creating that gets paid to entertain us somehow. Yeah. Yeah. We, we go to a concert or a live show and we pay a big amount of money to see someone because we love what they do. And yet when it comes to content creators talking about making money, it's like, oh, no, you should just be playing games because you love playing games. It's like, well, yeah. I do love playing games, but actually if I just wanted to play games, I wouldn't turn the camera on. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's that's true as well. And it's and it's tough. Like you kind of – yeah, like I said, you don't want to be seen as – like somebody that's like, hey man, like can I can I get twenty bucks of you? But you've yeah. got to kind of like, you kind of have to hoax people, like and saying, <laughs> not not in a bad way. <laughs> no, nah, I like, know what hey, you mean. I know what you mean. If you like this, support them. Yeah. Same like, goes yeah. to you folk out there. You know, if you like what Tim's doing, support me. <sighs> I mean, support him. <laughs> it's a uh, uh, call to call to sale. Like you got to kind of remind people, like, hey, don't forget. If you want to help me, help a brother out. Yeah. There's some some interesting content. I don't know if you know the YouTuber Harris Heller. He's also a Twitch streamer. He's Um, great. He's awesome. He puts out some great, amazing videos with 
great tips and tricks and even things like, you know, web camera tricks or audio tricks or ways to make your stream better and add little widgets and gadgets to your stream so it looks more interesting and engaging. And he puts so much of that content out there completely for free for everyone to enjoy. And those that can support him do support him. And he just put a video out quite recently about how much he earns. And that was incredibly inspiring and enlightening to hear that actually, you know, he's making a (laughs) chunk of cash, bro. Yeah. And like, uh, and it's organic. That's the word. It's the organic, like, Mm. Hey man, like, yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, Ken Cruz said in the chat also, like it's about maintaining the content and, uh, any all support kind of helps that. And And it's about having a cool community that will get behind that as well. The maintenance Um, of it. Like if they enjoy it and they keep coming back, like that's the ones, those are the, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you've got to kind of be, It's all about uh, finding our whales, though, right? Finding our sugar daddies that'll take care of us. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm, <laughs> that's why King Cruz on my list. I... <laughs> no, he's not. All right. Um, he is so, now, um, though. Ways like... to improve, bro, like in terms of um, like content, um, what's yeah, the thing that you've seen other people kind of do? It, we can talk about what we just talked about as well, but... Um, yeah, what, what are some ways that you've seen others improve their game in terms of Twitch or YouTube? Oh, mate, it's such a a varied one, right? It really depends on what you're trying to do. Like, are you doing variety kind of stuff like this? Like, you know, are you doing a live talk show? Uh, are you doing, are you gaming? Are you creating something? Like some of my most entertaining streams lately I did one the other day making a cheesecake live in my kitchen. I uh, managed to hook up the surface with a couple of webcams and, you know, the audio was a bit shit, but it was fucking funny, man. Trying to trying to make a cheesecake with no hands was, was hilarious and actually, I'll say delicious. Um, but just doing things like that, mix it up, find what gets people engaged. Uh, earlier last week, uh, midweek last week, I did a stream, just 40 minutes, 50 minutes stream doing an exercise routine. I had my old PT from back when I used to be able to go to the gym on a Skype call uh, with me and led the audience through a workout routine that, you know, if a fellow with no hands and fragile skin can do these exercises, fucking anyone can do these exercises, you know? And that was my point. Like all these people who had already been on isolation for a week not moving, just sitting on their asses eating chips and chocolate, uh, can get out there and get a little bit of movement. Fucking killed me though, bro. My arms were so sore the next day. Fuck. <laughs> oh, that's good, bro. Yeah, yeah, you gotta kinda think outside the box sometimes, eh? Yeah. And so for me, that's how I try and improve is just mixing it up a little, throwing these other things in there and seeing what works. Yeah. And it can be tricky if you pigeonhole yourself into a genre. Because, you know, if you, and it happened to me, bro, honestly, it happened to me. I pigeonholed myself. I was PUBG streaming forever. And like, I built an audience strong enough to get me to partner by PUBG streaming and then PUBG died. And so suddenly I'm out here looking like, well, what am I going to do? How do I reinvent the wheel? And, and then you get in, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then you get into the situation where you've got to got to try again. And so now I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm just doing what makes me happy and doing what makes those who are there entertained. Yeah. 
And that's and that's really what it is, right? Like it's about switching it up and change. And you said it too, like trying something different. And if it don't work, like eh, that's it. Like yeah. Like yeah. If, if the cooking thing was was a bust and no one had enjoyed it, I wouldn't do it again. But I'm trying to think, what's my next recipe now? Because yeah. it was you fun. You've got to give it a bit of a chance too. Like, you know, like it might not be successful on the first time. Like this podcast, for instance, like I was just like, listen, I like talking to people. I like to, you know, understand other people's perspectives on things. So this is why I was like, cool. But when I first started, I had no clue what the fuck I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. Like the people in the chat, like I've got Jamie in there who was my first mod. She'll tell you, I had no clue what was going on. And, um, but like, look at me now. I'm like, oh, okay, I can do this. I can do this. And it's about getting that level of comfort. Like you're comfortable now because you can set up a camera. You can start cooking. You can get this. You can get that. Yeah, bro. Like, and it, you just gotta just keep it varied. You know, I even just sometimes mix it up and play different games. Sometimes I love the game. Sometimes I hate the game. Sometimes the game's just not accessible, so I don't play it again. But give it a go now and then. You know. But yeah. then you also can have good success by like improving your your content by getting deeper immersed into the community of a particular genre right like if you are a well in my case like primarily my my games that i play at the moment is tarkov like that's my number one game and if i had the time to get more and more into that community i'd be out there following other streamers being involved in other streams as a chatter right be part of the audience for other people i'm not talking self-promotion here i'm just talking meet the people you know find out who's out there and what they're doing and follow them and be part of their communities because it's networking it's social networking right that's what we're all here to do Yes, way like, uh, and that's th that's another thing that I want to hit you up too. You know, like talking and chat and stuff like that. Like, is that is that like how is that going? Like, is that accessible for you? Like, do you have a like? Is, are so you good actually, to go? I can. I've because I figured out very early on uh, the whole online chatting thing, right? Um, it chatting the ladies, eh? Don't lie, don't lie to me, bro. ASL. Uh, <laughs> getting in there slanging it brother getting in the old NZ I've, scene, I've brother. got a, a face for online uh, IRC chats bro <laughs> <laughs> nah but I actually learned to type really really fast with no fingers so I type it about 60 words a minute fuck the man shit and that was no. just from practice practice practice, just practice practice just figuring out and like i can for the most part touch type as well which is odd when you can't touch but yeah touch type yeah i was about to say that shit oh mean but um yeah because i think uh what you're coming back on that networking is important this is more important than anything twitch yeah. and whether that's I, like, twitter or in twitch chats or like the one that i really think a lot of people can get great growth on is if you can master reddit if you can yeah. master the art of getting a boosted up Reddit post that everyone loves, that'll I've seen that bring some mad views to streamers, man. I bet, I, man, I try, I did try Reddit. Like I'm not uh, like we did TNZ and uh, a good friend of mine, Nort, uh, he he would type the uh, reviews for um, each week on uh, the wrestling, and we would put it on. But it, yeah, it is a it is a different world, eh? Like. I don't really? understand it, man. I honestly don't understand it. I wish I did. 
because uh, I've seen it bring great success to people. Like, I think the secret is that it actually has to, generally speaking, be organic somehow, right? Like you need to have a, a piece of content that someone else finds awesome enough to share on your behalf. Yes. I think Reddit's algorithm honestly just knocks back anything that it thinks was shared by the person that created it. It's crazy, man. Anyway, bro. Yeah, I don't get it. I had some funny ones, though, with, like, Tarkov. One of my most viewed Twitch clips is because in Tarkov, you can actually do hand gestures because there's no in-game voice communication. You can have a, a gesture, and all sorts of the gestures out there are, like, you know, those kind of combat waving gestures. Stop, halt, move on, blah, blah, blah. But there's also the middle finger. You can actually give the middle finger in Tarkov. And my funniest clip at the moment, probably one of my most viewed Twitch clips, is me figuring that out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Suddenly the guy with no hands can give the finger. I know, bro. It's the thing I miss the most, honestly. I was going to say, bro, that's my favorite thing to do sometimes, you know? Just finally being able to throw people off. What's the replacement for you? Just verbal? Yeah, pretty much, bro. Just... Just, just the verbal, or just you know, just picture it, just imagine it, just, just, just you know, you can, you can see it there. You just, you just know. Fucking hell. Okay, bro. So I did not know this about you, but you used to live in Japan. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, I spent a year in Japan. Uh, in two thousand eight, I went and did an international exchange program. Uh, because my partner, well, my wife now is Japanese. So we've been together about 15 years now. Um, And back then, uh, she was living in Japan and I was living in New Zealand. And unfortunately, the health system being what it is, the easiest way for me to get all my medical stuff into Japan was to be enrolled at a New Zealand university and go on an exchange program. Uh, because yeah well if you're enrolled in a new zealand university but your course just happens to be in japan you can continue or in those days you could continue to get your medical supplies you could continue to get uh your your income benefits or whatever you were getting uh it's all changed now winds is you know totally different beast as far as i'm aware but yeah back in those days so i was able to get on the exchange program and go and live in Japan and yeah, had to ship hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of medical supplies to Japan, bro. They thought I was starting an importing business. (laughs) (laughs) I had to get, I honestly, I I had to get the New Zealand embassy involved to help bloody negotiate with the Japanese customs that all this medical stuff was for one person. And so you're there for a year. Whereabouts are you staying in Japan? Uh, we live near Yokohama, out in the suburbs. Yeah, yeah. And so you were there, like studying there, or it was? Yeah, so I was properly enrolled in a Japanese university for my second year of my degree. I actually did a degree through Vic here in Wellington uh, in international relations and Asian studies and Japanese language. Oh man, look at you, bruv. So like, uh, so in the, I've never used it, bro. I've never used it uh, in terms of doing work. Uh, straight out of uni, I got a job for a freaking power company doing health and safety. So since then, it's just been a very strange career. But you're still like fluent, like you're still uh, conversationally. I'm not. I'm not professional with it, and the missus usually just use it. you. 
Yeah, well, no, it just tells me I'm an idiot. But um, generally speaking, uh, I can hold a conversation. It's been quite funny, actually. I've had to use it lately because we're all in isolation, right? So we've been doing the old Skype calls back home to, to Japan and to some of our friends in Japan who are also isolating. Um, like- so, yeah, I've had to use Japanese a bit more in the last like week. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can say a little bit. Look at that, eh? Man, J- Japan is beautiful, man. Like, oh, oh have you been? Uh, yeah, I you went, went with October. your basketball, eh? No, no, no. I went with um, I went with my mum, bro. I took my mum. Oh, oh real? My mum and my two kids. So my mum went over there like 2015, maybe oh, 2005. Sorry, for oh, wow, like an okay. ex- for an exchange thing. She went over there just you know for work, and she came back. Man, it was it was the shit though. I was like, oh, it's an uh, incredible yeah. culture, bro. No, no, no. I mean, when she left, like she left ah. and gave me the house. Like I had oh, the house to myself. Nice. Ooh, I was in, I was in, right. I was in like. We don't need the to years. know. It sounds- I was in the years, the, 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 the get it in years. Okay. And I was oh, getting get it, it out, get it out, okay. get it out. Hey, it's brother. <laughs> but I was getting it. But, uh, and then anyway, she came back. She was like, man, I really wanted to go. Uh, we've got to take you one time. And just financially, you know, we just couldn't take me and her over. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then there was a sale, bro. It was like, I couldn't say no. Oh, those grabber seats, eh? Yeah. So then uh, I was like, okay, let's go. And then it's us. And then yeah, it, it was great, yeah. man. It was awesome. But yeah, ah, bro, it's, an, um, it's an incredible country. I, yeah, so I lived near Yokohama for a year um, and used to yeah go to a Japanese university, which was kind of weird because it was also uh, a University of California university because they have a weird exchange program. So I was in Japan but sound, surrounded by a whole bunch of Americans at the same time. But it was still an amazing cultural experience, that's for sure. Yeah. I also won a prize to go over to. So it was like, it was, hey, yeah. So awesome, then I was bro. like, I was like, oh shit, I won this prize. And then uh, I was kind of like, oh, okay, let's get Mumsy on here. And it, what tell, was, how'd you win a prize, bro? I, I don't really want to go into it at the moment, mate. It's quite embarrassing. Oh, <laughs> content, content check, content. Yeah, they were like, hey, but um, nah, man, it's, um, it's a, man. And I'll tell you what, bro, the food was legit. Yeah, like, man. The food over there oh. is the best, man. Honestly, I think I – so most people go on exchange to somewhere like Japan and they lose weight because they're not used to all the food. Mate, when I went to Japan, I put on at least 10 kilos. Uh, Easy. I was there for like a week and I was like – couldn't even fit in some of those rides at, yeah, at, uh, <laughs> at the Universal because, yo, their, their chairs and the rides are tiny. <laughs> yeah, so brother. Big, big, big uh, traps. Big trapezoid old typifies comes in here. They're like, no, you're very unique. (laughs) You just don't want to tell me I'm fat. You're unique, bro. You just don't fit. You're a unique body. And I was like, no, 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 no. Just say I'm fat. I'm fine. Okay. But no. I was like, no, not unique. It's fat. But anyway, bro, so you got um you got huskies still? I've got my husky, yep. Whiskey. Whiskey the husky. whiskey. Underscore WGTN on Instagram. You all should go oh, check that out. Oh, he's got the IG. Mate, he's way more popular on IG than I am. Fucking, I'm a photographer. <laughs> That's probably why, man. He's using you. He's yeah, using bro. you for, your, for free free exposure, mate. It's true. Or I'm Get using him to- for the exposure now, I think. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah. he's, he's an awesome dog. Um, he's very much – he's not one of those like loyal 
love you for no matter what Labrador type dogs, which is an odd experience having grown up with Labradors, but having a Husky, they are very independent thinkers. It's like having a toddler basically, because he can talk back to you. Uh, he <laughs> makes no sense, but he'll yell at you nonetheless. Uh, and he knows when he's hungry and wants stuff, and you've just got to figure out what it is by trying to guess what his howls mean. Oh, wow. You must be a pro at his howls by now. Uh, you, you kind of get an idea, but it's still confusing sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets a little bit violent, too, when he's uh, not happy about it. He just walks up to you and gives you, like, the odd smack with a paw and, like, oi, get to the food bowl, human. Hurry up. Like, <laughs> hurry oh. up. Um, but I actually got him because I trained him when he was young to help with my disability stuff. So he's oh, actually, wow. uh, he's not currently working as it, but he was working as my assistance dog. Uh, when I used to work in town and need to use my wheelchair, he would just pull us around, pull me around oh. like a sled dog on a wheelchair. Oh, and you were just up and down Cuba Street, just like, yo. Yeah, bro, Lampton Key, fucking all the way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Doing the waterfront run. Oh, dope, brother. Okay, hey. we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into some quick fire questions, bro. Oh, dang. Uh, okay, okay, okay. We got this, bro. What is uh? What's the be- your best first person shooter you've ever played? Best I've ever played first person. In terms uh, of like movement and things like that. Uh, in terms of the movement and all that kind of stuff, actually, uh, Apex. Apex was a bloody good accessible shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I would have never thought that. Mm, no. Why, why, what do you say that for? So Apex, uh, for one, was a game that I could play with my computer, but could actually also bind controller um, buttons to as well. So I was able to suddenly use like my keyboard and mouse and my foot pedals and all these other things. Um, but not just for me with like lack of fingers accessibility, but also for a whole lot of other people, they had incredible, um, like their whole ping system for items and enemies and all that kind of stuff uh, was incredible for accessibility in the BR genre. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So for me, definitely most accessible BR shooter type thing, Apex, Apex Legends all the way, man. uh, Another sad one when it comes to the New Zealand servers, haven't had a good game of Apex in a bloody long time. I even went to their studios when I was at TwitchCon last year. Oh, wow. Man, look yeah, at man. you. Look at you out here traveling, man. Octane, Maine, all the way, brother. Jeez. Okay, uh, what's your um, what's your loadout in um, Tarkov? What's your favorite loadout? Uh, budget loadout, mate. I'm a, I'm a budget loadout fan. Grab the old cowboy hat and a single-shot rifle and just go for gold. And mess up, some, mess up some juicy Chad sweaties with uh, a Mosin. What's the, uh, <laughs> what's the, uh, what's the craziest thing you, you ate in Japan, man? Did you eat any crazy shit? Um, mate, I actually am one of these people that will seek out the crazy shit to eat. Yeah. I am that person too. Yeah. Um, so in Japan, I mean, I had to do it. I had to eat the old puffer fish. I've done that. That was absolutely delicious. Man, I um, found the puffer fish. I found a, a place in the train station that had them. Yeah, right. Like, it's bro, random. I'm, like, I'm like, not eating it from a train station. Like, nah, I went, to a, like, I went to a real flash place for my puffer fish. I'm like, if I'm going to eat this, I really want to like get that feeling of security that my chef knows yeah. and he hasn't just got bored and hacked up the wrong piece. Yeah, you know? that's what I thought. Yeah. Any, anything else? 
Um, to me, though, the thing about eating weird, like, to me, it's not weird to eat most stuff in Japan now, but um, good old raw horse. Um, that's fucking tasty, man. Good old raw horse meat. Really? Yep. Oh, Where so did you good. Eat that? Japan. Japan. Oh, Japan. Damn, I thought you um, went to Tonga. Nah, bro. Japan. Okay. Japan does the raw horse. Basashi. Oh, so good. Oh, and shit. then uh, oh, I I know it's it's very, very, very wrong. Um, but I have to admit, I've had the whale and it is good. You ate the whale? <laughs> I ate the whale, brother, brother. And it is good. Free willy. Free willy straight onto your plate, mate. Up I don't you. support it. I would never condone the actual act of whaling, but I'm also one of these people that believes if we're going to eat meat, we can't be too critical about what we eat. Yeah, I, th- I thought you were going to go a different direction with that one. So you were going to yeah. say, oh, cattle dog. And I was like, All right, not, uh, not what's, that what's I your- know of, but I have spent some time in Thailand just briefly, okay. so who knows? Uh, nah. <laughs> have you got a bucket list of uh, a place to go that you haven't been yet? Well, I don't know when I'll be able to ever get there now, yeah. but fucking like Europe, man, Italy. I'd love to go and see some of the old world, eh? Like I've never been um, wow. to – I've been to Amsterdam and uh, Netherlands for a medical conference, but I've never actually done the Europe Europe bus tour kind of stuff, you know? Yo. Uh, what is the first game that you finished, bro, that you clocked? But I finished. Fuck, have I ever finished a game, bro? <laughs> I don't even know, eh? Yeah, I was going to say, like, um, uh, like it'll a, be a solid player game. It'll be a solid back in the days. Oh, yo. Solid yes. snake, mate. That was, that was one of my favorite jams back in the day. I love – the thing about that game, for me, was because you didn't have to just run around blasting at stuff and have quick reactions. You could be all sneaky and stealth, and that was kind of accessible. That was fun. That was co- – I don't want to say the first, but that was kind of the first game that, that like it rewarded you for being sneaky, yeah. like stealth-wise. I couldn't yeah. think of one off the top of my head that was earlier than that that had that same style of sneaking and reward for being sneaky as well. Yeah. What was the uh, – what? oh, sorry. What was If you could have one food from Japan to be in New Zealand, what would it be? Ooh, one one food, like like a something that's not oh, here. Oh, what isn't here though? I think the thing about Japanese food is so much of it is here, but it's just yeah. not done well enough. You know, the f- like the, the freshness, the way you know. Yeah, the delicious, delicious freshness, and um, to me, probably the the most delicious sort of daily food for that was um. Chutoro, which is like the the tuna, but not the tuna that we usually get in our sushi. It's like the really fatty, delicious tuna from the middle of the fish. Yes, so good, man. I should have hit you up before I left, man. I needed. I need. I got. I got all my like stuff off YouTube and like stuff to eat, Mm. bro. My favorite, bro, was the egg sandwiches, bro. I've never, (laughs) never had an egg sandwich like that in my life. Uh, mate, the thing about Japan oh. is you can get really incredible food at a freaking gas station. Oh. Like it's the convenience like store food is incredible there. It's like a dollar fifty, man. Like New Zealand to to have like this massive 
freaking sandwich. And, the uh, other ones are the onigiris. Like we have onigiris here, but they are not like the onigiris the are same, the same. They're not the no, same. Not at all. They're like this big rice balls that you get at like the sushi places here. But the way that they, oh my gosh! All right, yeah. What, what, oh yeah, I see that. Sorry, just see your chat there. Crumb chicken sandwich from Seven oh, Eleven is yes. the bomb. Or oh, from chicken or katsu. The, 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 oh, what's it called? Not Seven Eleven. The other one. Um, what's the other one? There's 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 Seven Eleven, and then there's the other like competitor to it. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's like a name, uh, like Samsons or something like that. Um. Uh, no, I can picture it. I can picture yeah. it. Lawson's, Lawson's. Anyway, Lawson's, that's it. Lawson's, and they have those little chicken bites. Mm. Oh, my oh, gosh. Damn it, I'm hungry, bro. It's I fucking know, it's lunchtime. What are you bad, doing brother. to me? What are you my doing bad. to me? Bro, what was the fastest game you you, ins- you uninstalled, bro, as soon as you played it? Can you remember? Oh, yeah. fastest to uninstall. Oh, I had one quite recently, and I was just like, no, nah, I can't do anything in this game, but I can't remember what it was now. It was just off my list that freaking quickly, yeah. Hey, there's, there's a couple there's of There's so a, many at the moment that you, you just you like, jam, like, have a smash at, and then it's yeah. just like, nah, nah, that's not me. I ain't doing oh, that. And you do the, why is everybody so hyped about this for? <laughs> Actually, yes, it was. It was probably Black Ops. I just oh, was really? like, nah, what is going on here? I smashed out, like, I think I did a day and a half of streaming it. And then was just like, no, that's gone. Uh, my one was uh, No Man's Sky, eh? I was just like, this I is I played way thing. too much of that game, bro. I played way too much of it and was like, why am I doing this? I'm bored on as fuck and I'm just waiting. Waiting for so much shit to happen and nothing's happening. On release, man. I played that on release day. I was just like, mm. why did I buy this? And then I was like trying to get my refund. I was like, come on, man. I don't want to play this game. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, what was the uh, what was your favorite cartoon, bro, growing up? Ah, uh, man. All of them. That was, as a disabled kid, not being able to go very far and do very much, mate. Back in the day, I knew every single show on television. Yeah. I was a fucking walking TV guy, yeah, man. Boy. Yeah, boy. That's how I told the time. That's how I learned how to tell the time. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I got to give shout outs to Ninja Turtles, though. I remember those back in the day when we first got TV3, you know? Yeah. What Ninja Turtle are you, bro? Oh, good question. Probably Raphael, man. Probably Raphael. The Raph guy? Yeah. Yeah, That that humor, man. That that cold, cold humor. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, what's What's the best food spots in Wellington, bro? Give me two. Give me two of the go-tos. Oh, for anything? Um, anything. If, if, if there, was a, there was a guy from Auckland coming up, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and you were like, like, hey, is he dude. On, is he on a budget or is he good to go? He's good to go, mate. He's good to go. He's got a full-time job, mate. He's got a beard as well. He's also streams on Twitch three days a week. You know, that kind of a guy. What would you? Where would you take him to? So... Uh, I've got to give a shout out to my my favorite local coffee shop, which is People's Coffee in Newtown. Uh, that's where I go all the time for my coffees. So we'd have to go there first to, to just get the energy to go for the rest of the day. Um, then we'd probably go for, for brunch at uh, Leafy Cafe, which is actually where my, my wife works. So we'd go there. They've got a mean kind of Japanese fusion cafe going on. Here we go. Uh, and then we'd go to dinner at WBC, which is a big, fancy, like, oyster kind w- of place. WBC? Where's this WBC? Whereabouts? Uh, it's on Victoria Street, I think. 
It's, it's kind of a secretive out of the way spot, kind of one of those places you go in the door and up some stairs. Yeah. And it stands for Wellington Boot Company because it's in the old boot boot warehouse. Wow. Look at yeah. That. Man, there's some really like I have to give it like I'm a self I'm South Auckland born and bred, but mm. I gotta say. Yo, I have some. There's some good food spots in Wellington, like in the ta- in, in are, downtown man. Wellington. One of my, my favorite, favorite Auckland Street. ones is uh, Ortega. Uh, sorry, not Ortega. Um, what's that one opposite the Sky Place? Um, um, real fancy fucking oysters and and whatnot. Just outside, like you're looking across at the main entrance to the Sky um, Casinos. Ah, there's, there's so many. Uh, so many, totally slipped my mind. It's like one of those what's his name's places. Um, but we have one in Wellington that's kind of like that is uh, Ortega Fish Shack, bro. Oh, that's so good, bro. But fuck me, man. That'll 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 be uh, your month's earnings easy. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, All right, bro. Uh, I have like swordfish steaks and shit. Oh, what so color Power Rangers would you be? Uh, uh, would you be, bro? What color would you be for the Power Ranger? Ooh, the Power Rangers. Oh yep. mate, I can't even. I can't honestly say that that was one of my my main shows. So I can't remember any, what, any color what you their want, uh, what Choose their it. thing was. But we have to go probably with uh, what was there a blue one? There was a blue one, wasn't yeah, there? Blue one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and bro. What, what prehistoric? If you could turn it, because remember they turned it to their prehistoric dinosaur. Which one would your one be, bro? What dinosaur Ooh, would your what what dinosaur would my uh, could be anyone. Oh, oh! You gotta go the Velociraptor, don't you? The, there wasn't a Velociraptor, and they need one. So, and, and there should have been one. That's probably why one. they needed to keep going like the final round, right? They couldn't just defeat the bad guy in the first battle was because they didn't have the Velociraptor. Yeah, bro. What is one thing you wish was around when you were growing up, bro? Uh when I was growing up, I really wish that we had the touchscreens and the Ooh. technology of that that we do now because uh, that would have made education and things so much more accessible. You know, to be able to take my Microsoft Surface back in time and uh, give it to my younger self and be like, hey, here you go. Now you can do everything you need to do yeah. on a tablet. Yeah, that's dope. All right, and uh, last one for that one. Uh, what's been your biggest achievement, bro? Your greatest achievement? Living, mate. Honestly, surviving this long. My man. That's right. Honestly, yeah, you know? people who are on with my condition aren't usually expected to necessarily live out of their twenties, man. And I'm sitting here coming up on thirty eight later this year, and uh, yeah, still going strong. No, no intention of going anywhere. None. No uh, my none, none, my greatest yeah. other achievement would have been convincing my wife to marry me, or at oh, least to bro. even look at me. You know, <laughs> well, when you got that, when you got that, that mad chat game, brother. <laughs> That's what you got to go with, bro. That's what you got to go with. (laughs) When you got that ASL game on, brother, you know what's up. That ICR, brother. Exactly, bro. All right, top threes, bro. Top three games, bro. uh, Sorry, uh, guns that you've used in any game, bro. Top three in any game. Any game that you've used, bro, if you could say. And you got to tell me which game it is. Got to throw it back to the old... uh, Orps sniper rifle back in Counter Strike. That was Ooh. that was always one of the go tos. You know, I prefer the old one shot, one kill weapons in any game I'm playing. Um, and then uh, if we're gonna go carry on from that, the uh, M24 and PUBG. That was a that was a banger. But you know, hard to find. So yeah, Car 98 was always good in, in place of that. 
Uh, and now, now in Tarkov, it's the Mosin. Got to shout out the Mosin. Can one tap a, a juicy max armored guy from far, far away? All right, what's your top three chocolate chocolate bars, bro, or chocolate blocks? What's uh, the top three go-to? Mate, got to gotta give props to Caramilk first off. You're a Caramilk fan, okay. Yes. Yep. Oh, that stuff is juicy, juicy good. Straight um, into the veins, brother. Just yeah, get it just, in there. Just give me an unlimited supply of that. Um, and then pretty much any of the Whitaker's ones, man. Whitaker's chocolate is just the best. I do like their, um, you know, like, you know, they do the, the creamy milk. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it comes even, in the silver ones, but it's just blue. Even just that, eh? It's so, so good. Yeah. Uh, and then probably the old Roses mint chocolates in the Roses box, mate. Oh, you're, you're a green fan, are you? Yeah, bro. You're, you're, you're the guy that gets the greens out first. Is that you? Absolutely. It's either the greens or the Turkish delights if I'm into the oh, roses. That was box. actually going to be my next question, bro. I was like, do you do you, do you you mess with the Turkish delights, bro? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. A lot, of people, don't, oh, like, a lot of people yeah. don't like them. I know. I love that because it means there's more for me. Oh, that's great. And no All one right, looks uh, upset that you've stolen their favorite. <laughs> well, stuff them, mate. It's not about – it's about first in, first serve. This is Battle Royal. Right, roses right. Are, I'll throw mate, hands if there. I could. You would, but they've I've already done it. <laughs> All right, last one, bro. If you could have a uh, if you could have a, a dinner party, bro, and you can invite three people. All right, yep. living or dead, to come to your party. All right, oh, uh, who who would they be, man? From anywhere and anything, absolutely anything. anywhere, anything. anything. God damn! Um, got to bring Jonah back. Yes, be cool to have a conversation with the brother. Yeah, I met him back in the day, way, yeah. way back in the day when he was uh, just coming up. I he's, was he's uh, from my hood, by the way. Yeah, no oh, way. He, he played he played rugby in uh, Weymouth, which is right next to Clendon. It's like the same thing. But so uh, back when yeah. he was he was coming up, uh, him yeah, and yeah. I were in the paper because um, of my disability stuff. Like he did some shout out support for the charity uh, Deborah organization that I work with. Um, and he, I think I was like 13 or something. And so they wanted like a photo op and he hooked me up with a couple of tickets to his, or a ticket to his, uh, Bledisloe game, uh, here in Wellington, back at the old athletic park. And it was one of those absolutely torrential rain games and it was horribly wet, but they just slaughtered the Aussies and I will never forget it. It was just the best game ever. And I was there by myself because he could only get one ticket. Oh. So that's Jonah. So that we, got, uh, we got Jonah. Um, I reckon we have to get Barack Obama in there, eh? Get that man Barack is just it. like so inspiring with what he was able to do. Uh, and it's just a shame that he had to give it up for the orange turnip, you know? <laughs> and, and last one? Ryan Reynolds, man. I just, I love that man. Oh, you've got a bit of a man crush on the bro. Oh, not a bit, brother. I would, that's I would solid. give my wife up for him any day of the week. Oh. Let's clip that. Sad yeah, but true. Everybody to clip that and uh, send it through to uh, send it to Ryan, and uh, Ryan, he can bro. come. I don't think she'd even be mad. To be fair, she'd be like, "Yeah, nah, fair call." Cool. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, where can people find you, bro? Uh, well, probably the best is that little bit right down the bottom of your screen there at No Hands No Excuse on the Twitters. Um, otherwise, hit me up on Twitch No Hands NZ and Instagram No Hands No Excuses and YouTube. No hands, no excuses. 
Thank you, bro. Hey, and thank you for being so inspiring, bro, and, uh, you know, changing the game, bro, and, and being so um, forthright and and what's going on and, and, like, you know, just being the fucking man, bro. Oh, brother, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, I was like, what are we going to talk about? How's he How's he going to keep me talking for this long? And then I remember we both talk a whole lot of shit, so it's going to be easy. Easy as, bro. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> no worries, mate. Hey, thank you for having me. Thanks, chat. <laughs>